0: Welcome back to the SC Hardback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Domofsky. Welcome to another off-season pod today. Doing a bit of an interesting one. We obviously got another version, version 14 of the mock draft, coming up in a couple of days. This will be the last one pre-Christmas. So I thought, while I'm starting to collate my thoughts for that uh, version, I wanted to put together a top 48 pre-Christmas 2023 for the 2024 season. So essentially, who are the, four, the 48 players who will fill out the top four rounds of a 12-man draft league? And I wanted to put them into categories, basically tiers, to go, this is the tier um, that I think this player will fall in. Each tier's got, obviously, different uh, players and different roles, and it just helps form a little bit of a picture. So we've got uh, 10 tiers all together for the 48 players, and let's just go through them. Obviously, not going to go deep in the stats, get to the socials at the SC hardback, putting on player cards, season averages... Uh, overall finishes, all those good things are on there. Uh, reach out if you want to see any particular player. I can post that up pretty quickly. But this is just a quick bit of a poll check. We did it for the round 10 version. You guys seem to enjoy that, so I wanted to do one here. Pre-version 14, Xmas, the top 40 players in a tier list. When I do my... Every week I do the big board, and every four, and I do the rankings for the positions, I just break up into tiers. And it helps me kind of shuffle the board. You might see that I move a player three places here, four places here, two places here. It all comes from the board. So let me just take a swig award and let's get right into it here. All right, let's start at the bottom. So obviously we have 40 players to go through. Uh, tier 10, the foundation blocks. So this is a list of um, players that I believe uh, must have. There are 11, two RFs and CTWs. And I believe these guys here as your fourth pick uh, in a draft league is essential for you getting a very nice player in return here that can be a season keeper for you. Because at the end of the day, round four to me is that guy that you kind of want your round four players to stay there all season, nice and reliable. You know you're going to get your 60, 65, and hopefully a bit of a boost on that. So we got, like I said, quite a few players here. So there's two RFs, Pat Carrigan, Joe Tapanay, Jermaine Hopgood, Ryan Madison, Keon Kulamitangi, Jacob Preston. There's two of the CTWs, Isaac Tango, Dylan wartine Lesniak, Joseph Suoli'i, Herbie Farnworth, Roger Tuovasashek. Speak for themselves. Like I said, Carrigan, Tapané, Hopgood, Maddo, Keon, Preston. Two RFs you can rely on. You've got only the one jewel in there in Tapané. All those other guys will be your two RF, probably one. Um, Unless you want to go two RF heavy, maybe you might get a second one there. But again, these are guys that you can just lock in your 60 to 65. Uh, On a great attacking day, you might get an 80-85. Hope we get you to a victory. They're guys that are in a pinch. You can V, C or C, uh, depending on the matchup. But to me, they're just foundation blocks. Every team needs to have one of those players. Whether it's in your CTW, your 2RF, you have got to have that one guy that you just know every week I'm rolling into this week, I know I'm getting my 65 from this guy. And that's a foundation block. So once again, foundation must get two CTWs, 2RFs. Two Carrigan, Tapanay, Hopgood, Maddow, Keon, Preston, Tungle, uh, DWZ, RTS, Suli, and Farnworth. Tier 9, the stackables. So this is a group of guys that you want to grab at this point of the draft and they're to stack with a guy further up the list. So we got uh, nine guys in this list. Amole Elokuatu, Britton Nickara, Damian Cook, Kear Murray, Dylan Edwards, Charles Nickel, uh Joey Manu, Eli Katoa, and AFB. Uh, these guys, like I said... There's another guy further up the list that you want to stack here because we all know in coach, especially in draft, it's very nice when you're rolling all week, especially on a good matchup, and you've got those two or three guys on a particular edge or the way that team plays maybe through the middle. And all of a sudden, uh, as you'll see as we kind of get up this list here, some perfect uh, guys to partner with those guys, especially in the next tier. There's quite a few. So these are the guys that, again, yes, great options for your really – you looking at them from your third round and moving in your fourth round, if you can. And again, it's just about a stack. Who Who's available week you can stack and go, you know what, that halfback with that 2RF, that fullback with that CTW, I like the stack. So that's what you want there. All predicates when you get getting your first pick, but if you do, it's a very easy second or third pick there to kind of stack in then go. You know what, I know every week when this team rolls on the park, I'll put that right-hand edge. It gives you a lot of confidence. And like I said, there's nine guys that um, and again, there's more guys further up in the stacks, but they may not be real. These are realistic stacks where you could get the halfback to a second row, the fullback to a hooker. You can get all these different ones around this point of the draft, uh, mid to round three to four. Tier eight, the great consolation prize. So I've got four halfbacks in this one here. Sam Walker, uh, Jerome Hughes, Daly Cherry Evans, Mitch Moses. Uh, the three halfbacks ahead of them, on the overall big board, will be gone by this stage. But like I said, an absolute great consolation prize back end of round two, top of round three, we can go nab one of these guys. And like I said, you then go into the stackables. DC with Hamole. Sam Walker with Joey Manu. Jerome Hughes to Eli Katoa. Just it makes a lot of sense to try and grab those guys. And if you can do those in consecutive picks. Um, one of the great things in a draft comp with your mates is... When you make that really nice pick that everyone like congratulates you on and goes, damn it, he got that guy. It's an end challenge for the rest of the 11 guys to not let you get that stack. And if you can try and somehow and get it, it's an absolute wonder. I know in the podcasters league last year, uh, someone picked Turbo first and then went Garrick in the second. And obviously for the start of that season, that looked like a masterstroke. So if you can get those stacks again, very hard to get the players in one and two, but you can try and maybe get someone in the two and the four, two and the three might help you out there. Tier 7 is the gamblers. There are four guys in this. Uh, Greg Marziu, Sean Johnson, Cam Munster, Cody Walker. These are the guys. You gonna have to gamble of when to go here because all these guys, I think, in a draft league would not surprise me if there's a first-round grade one of the guys gives them. I could definitely see SJ, Munster, and Cody going near that first round or on that first round. Greg Marziu, I think top of the second is a real possibility where Val and Jermani were going last year. It's all about, do you feel confident? Do you think that Marzu, second season in Newcastle is going to go well? Do you think SJ, another season old can keep going and really have another career year? Can Cam Munster just become a super coach weapon once again and not just average around that uh, 70 with, you know, getting a low score in a high score? Can you be a consistent supercoach scorer? And the Rabbits, obviously, being consistent at the end of the year last year. Cody Walker played well, but what's the role of Jack White in there? Is Latron Mitchell going to come back in and really dominate again? These are the questions. So the gambler is uh, tier seven. Tier six is one player, the wild card, Ryan Pappenhausen. Right now, overall, we have him at number 19 overall. It's just a gamble. There will be some leagues where he'll go top 10. There'll be some leagues he will last past pick 30. Um, It's just going to be, do you want to take the gamble? And like I said, at that point of the draft, at pick 19, if you've absolutely nailed your first pick, uh, you know, let's say you got a Kalen Ponger in the first. Do you f- oh sorry, not Kalen Pong, because he's obviously football. Let's say you go Um, let's say somehow Nico Hines slides there. Or let's say you just pick Nico in the second, and then all of a sudden he's sitting there at pick 23 for you. It's pretty appealing just to go, you know what, I've got my absolute gun there. I'm gonna risk it here. Maybe you draft a for Feeder in the first round. Um, and you go, you know what, I'm gonna take a gamble here. Sean Johnson in the first round, I'm gonna take a gamble here. Ryan Pappenhausen is the ultimate wild card. So he's someone I'm very much interested to see when we start doing the mock drafts. Where does he go? Because he's also gonna be very low on everyone's pre-draft. So if he's gonna have a good draft position, guys will want to go get him. So the wild card, Ryan Pappenhausen. Tier five, halfway there. The ultimate VC, six players in here. Ruben Garrick, Payne Haas. Isaiah Yo, Valentine Holmes, Jermaine Osako, and Brian Tor. Guys that just, you know what you're going to get. And these are the guys starting from the 13th pick on our big board. So it's the top of the second round through to the bottom of the second round. Guys that just know what you're going to get. In most weeks, they'll either be your C or V or C- CV. And you're just going to go, okay, I know what I need to get this year or this week. I'm going to go for Haas and Yo to carry me with their 70. I need a high upside score. I'm going to go Val, Asako, uh, To'o, and Garrick. They're just VC guys. You've absolutely nailed your first pick. Let me go get there and get that guy that can have an ultimate ceiling. So the ultimate VC is a very important one because these are guys that potentially, I think, will fall a little bit. I think Payne Haas and Ruben Garrick and and Isaiah Yo especially, are three guys that I can see dropping into the bottom of the second round. And I think that's great steals there. Isaiah Yo to me, is going to be the steal of the draft. I've got him as player 16 overall. Uh, I just think that he has a chance to fall into maybe even the third, and I would I would go especially in that third round. If you've got Isaiah sitting there, especially if you're someone like the Cleary owner, or you've been able to get tall in the second, and then stuck with Yo in the third. I just think that he's gonna be the stealer draft. So to me, he's a great ultimate VC tier four. The safest houses first rounders. Three players here. So Now our group's getting smaller here. So the safest houses first rounders: Tino, Grant, Gutherson. So now we're all in the... Now we're talking about the top 12 here. To me, three guys are just... You know what you're going to get. You know that Grant's going to finish top of the pops in hooker. You know, Tino's probably going to finish top two, maybe in top one in the in the front row forward with that dual flexibility. You know, Clint Gutherson, you might go, well wow, that's high Again, go look at his stats for the last six seasons. Four top 15 finishes. He's a guy that gets it done in the overall points. He's available and he plays. So to me... Three guys there: Tino, Gutho, Grant. That will just, I believe, will be around that ten to fourteen mark in your draft league, and you can just feel very safe if you're on that snake. Um, you know, I'm looking at a guy. If you're the twelfth pick overall, and those guns go ahead of you, you can go Gutho's and, Ian and in to Grant your first two. You basically lock in two of the top twenty overall scorers every season. So, I'd be very happy with that. And um, yeah, like that's why I said they're safer houses. These three tiers are obviously my three favorite tiers. The sneaky comp winner is tier three. Three players here. uh, James Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell, David Fafina. Three guys I think will go past pick six in your draft. I think they won't be in the top six. uh, But guys that could, by all means, finish up the top there. If we get a Latrell Mitchell season where he stays on the park, doesn't get suspended, doesn't get injured, of course he can top for the most points in Supercoach, no doubt. James Sersko, do we have one more vintage Teddy season in us? Is that supporting cast now in a position where they're going to perform from round one, get on the front foot, and he's going to boost that average back up to an 80? And Dave Fafita, we've seen it two of the last three years, an absolute weapon that can finish in the top three overall scoring. So three absolute comp winners where there will be a discount because you'll have some of these other guys we're about to talk about move up past them. But there's proven pedigree here. There is, a, there is a path to success. Fifi with Des Hasler. Latrell Mitchell. Um, with all everything to prove. And James Sesko with an improved car. So the sneaky comp winners there. Tier two is three's company. Anyone who's available for the third pick, I've got five guys here. J- uh Tom Trovoyovich, Kalen Ponga, Reese Walsh, Scott Drinkwater, Dylan Brown. All guys I think should be having serious consideration for the third pick overall. Dylan Brown, again, another one who you think is pretty high. Might some people will have him in the Savers House's first round. Some will say even the ultimate VC. To me, Dylan Brown's gonna have an outstanding year. in a 5-8 position where he's the clear number one, similar to a Harry Grant. I just want to get that because I just think he's in for a breakout season. And then you've got the four fullbacks. Turbo, can he stay healthy? Ponga, can he stay healthy? Drinky. I was gonna say, can he keep it going for another season? But he's done it for a few seasons in a row now. And obviously Reese Walsh, um, burst on the scene last year. Can he keep it going? Guys that need attacking stats for their points, but guys who can score. You know, they can be on 30 after 50 minutes and they can finish the game on one thirty. So absolute weapons there. And if you are the third pick in the draft, uh, it's definitely the pivotal pick of the draft. Normally, I would say there's a clear top six every year. And that seventh pick is always where you get your Harry Grants or your Damian Cooks. Uh, But to me, three, because there can be a variety of options here. You could just start the runner fullback and there could be really potentially six fullbacks in a row. You could have Turbo, Ponga, Walsh, Drinky, Teddy, Latrell, even Guthers, and you could have potentially seven fullbacks in a row there. You know, someone could sprinkle in uh Dylan Brown, a uh, Fafida, uh, Tino. Someone could even go early on a uh, Jermaine Isako, uh, Sean Johnson. So, yeah, the third pick is going to be very interesting, but i have narrowed it down to those five guys where I think it'll be one of those five that will be the third pick. And T1, it's the ones. Uh, the Island of relevancy, Revol- as uh, Roman Rez says, uh, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. I think it's the undisputed one, two, in a draft comp. I'd be stunned if anyone is different. Uh, it's got to be Cleary Hines. Halfback, yes, there is a bit of depth. Like I said, you've got the uh, great consolation prizes. Uh, you got quite a few guys in that mix there. But to me, um, it's a setup for get 85, really, when you think about it with those two guys. Where am I leaning? I've been saying all preseason you have gotta punch in Nathan Cleary. Doing another look at the draw. Does Nico play Origin? You know, the the shark should be improved. I don't know. To me, Nico's starting to make a bit of a push for number one for me. Right now I've got Cleary still slotted in. I he will be the number one in the um in the version 14 big board. Um but the gap's closing every day. And if I get the number one pick on the draft, uh, we pick the Royal Rumble, get some random entrance. So it's all up to luck. And if I am lucky to get the number one pick, I'll tell you what, the decision at three of who to go at three, I actually think it's much harder to pick the who's the first overall. I think first overall is very, very tricky between those two guys. Obviously, whoever is the second guy you're going to pick there. I'm pretty firm on Turbo going number three overall at the in those bunch of five guys. But yeah, Nico Hines is making a real push. Um, Some preseason will help with that. I just really want to see, is this the last really FU season from the Panthers? If Luai does sign uh the final dance, the last dance with really, you'd expect a couple more guys to come off contract here, leave the club, and basically maybe half of that first team is no longer there. So it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, the ones, Cleary and Hines, Irons climbing, but clearly with a slight edge there. So that's the top 48. Like I said, pre-Christmas top 48. Uh, that's the first four, first four rounds. And like I said, absolute weapons when you look at this list. Um, every year when you walk into the draft, at least for me, I'm always like, just nail those first four picks. If you get those first four picks in, uh, you can have a bit of flexibility with, it, with the rest of your draft. I just think this year, it's going to be very hard to not make four good selections there's a lot of guns. That fifth and sixth round, are filled with guns as well. But the top 48, to me, is really, really strong this year. You know, you look at the number four 48 on the current board is RTS, up to Cleary at one. A lot of good players, a variety of positions. Yeah, to me, it's it's a stacked field. And I think you should be very confident going with a game plan because, like I said, whether you want to stack, just build foundation, go for base, go for upside. You really can't go wrong with the first uh, four day picks this year. Uh, and again, that's my 4 I'm sure there's going to be guys that I've left off this list here that you're going to go, hang on a second, they'll definitely go ahead of them, potentially. And for me, I don't rate them, obviously, as top 4 picks. So to me, that's a win because some of these guys can even slide down into round 5 when you can get an even better steal, like a paint house last year in the 5th round. So yeah, really exciting. Uh, I've been really enjoying doing the big board every week. Like I said, putting these tier lists in together and it's Really bunching the, the guys up, seeing who rises, who falls. Um, it's been very fun. So I hope you did get a bit out of that. Like I said, the top 48. We'll do another check-in. Probably every four now we'll do a check-in until we're deep in a preseason. we got a bit of an outlook on teams. Um, one that obviously just broke. It looks like Xavier Savage is going to get the 1st fullback spot. So he will come up the rankings in the next big board. Once we kind of know who the Knights nice winger is, who the Panthers center is, the Roosters two RFs. Once we start getting a bit clearer picture on those guys, you'll see some of those guys like an Angus, a Taylor May, a Nat Butcher, Tom Jenkins, those sort of guys will rise up the rankings uh, once we get a bit more clarity on who's playing which position. So, been fun and we'll obviously continue every week. So, just want to throw this one in here. Like I said, every four weeks we'll do a little check in until we get a bit clearer in terms of the overall teams. Uh, but yeah, obviously back in a couple of days with a more player in focus. Uh, RTS is the next one. So, someone I'm very interested to talk about right now number four there but don't be surprised if he rises a little bit after that discussion there so thank you for listening guys as i said get to the socials at the sc halfback Got another series out there now doing some top five rankings sleepers avoids all those type of things so it's all happening we try and do three to four posts a day and like i said whatever podcast discussions we can do if you have any questions get them in there um happy to answer them there so thank you for listening guys have a great day hear from you soon cheers